Hello and welcome to Indented, UW-Green Bay's very first literary podcast out of Phoenix Studios. My name is Jordan and I am so excited to be here. I am a junior here as an English creative writing major and communication minor and I am also the host for this podcast. Since everything about this is very new, you can visit our site to learn more about this podcast at uwgb.edu forward slash podcasts. And if you want to learn more about the English department at UWGB, you can visit uwgb.edu forward slash English. Otherwise, this episode that we have today is very exciting because it's spooky and scary and all about ghost stories. Today you'll hear from UW Green Bay's English professors and students as we talk about these scary stories from Poe and more, and you might even hear a few ghost stories being told from the professors and students themselves. Make sure you stick around for the end of the episode because we do have a few recommendations if you want to read some spooky stories yourself. But otherwise, we hope you enjoy the entire podcast. Thanks! Alright, so we are here with a few UWGB professors for the first professor segment of the podcast. So do you all want to introduce yourself really quick? Sure. I am Rebecca Meacham. I am Chair of English and Creative Writing, and that's pretty much it. Okay. My name is Rebecca Nesvet. Um, I'm uh, Assistant Professor of English. I'm Sarah Jutzi. I'm an English professor as well. I teach American Lit. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to have you all here and to talk about things. So this episode or this podcast is definitely going to be about the spooky and scary, and definitely in literature more than anything else. So I kind of just wanted to talk about really quick maybe what your favorite, one of your favorite stories are, books or short stories that do a really good job of getting the scary in it. And so maybe... One or two stories that are your favorite horror or ghost stories. I have one I can start with because we have a bunch of Poe paraphernalia on the table already. (laughs) One of my favorites is a Poe story by the name of Bernice. And in the story, the main character, the narrator, is fixated on one feature of his beloved, is often the case for many of his narrators, Mm -hmm. and it happens to be her teeth. And she's dying, she's ill, and she's dying. And the, the end, at the end of the story, you see that he's sitting in his office with her teeth in a box, and he's kind of admiring them. And then she comes bursting into the room because she's still alive, but he's taken her teeth out of her mouth. Oh! Exactly! <laughs> That's a good one because it still has kind of the cringy Ooh. horror quality to it today, even though it was written in the mid-19th century. That There's clearly boundaries being crossed and some weird psychological stuff going on with this character and some gruesome visuals that yeah. causes for a good reaction. Oh, and teeth are so powerful as yeah. a symbol too yeah. of everything. That's and like true. Power and like the face that you have to the world. Oh, yeah. Thinking about Christopher Eccleston brushing um, a skeleton's teeth Ooh. in the movie of the Revengers tragedy from a few years ago. That's oh really my cool. goodness! That's oh, great. Yeah. that's great. I love it. This is so funny because <laughs> like literally as we're recording, we had all these terrible dentist stories yeah. to begin our workshop right before mm-hmm. this that Jordan was in, mm-hmm. and because my daughter is having teeth pulled today oh no that's okay Okay. he's on her fourth bowl of ice cream um but uh it's just funny that that's such a that's such a recurring that's the thing that i think um is important to keep in mind that fear has to speak to people yes so it has to be the the triggers of fear have to be legible yes and shared so what i may know that that it makes 
Professor um, Meacham afraid yes. may not be what everybody else is, but it's shared knowledge. So right. there has to be something that's that is understandable and recognizable. So sometimes I think yeah. some of the things that you see see in a lot of films and books to some extent are repetitions of other things because that is how we learn to be afraid through repetition and recurring images. And that actually ties in with the first scary story to me, but also when I've taught uh, ghost stories class, classes and the stories that tend to resonate with me tend to be stories set in houses. Mm-hmm. And um, so a house is a familiar thing to t- let many, many people and the domestic relationships that we have both to the things in the house and the people within the house and then what if they have a secret life or what if there's a secret we don't know or what if someone betrays us right and so um, the first scary story I think and I'm probably messing up a few because I was so traumatized um, as a child by this story that I made my mother hide the book Um, and so but it had to do with a teeny tiny woman living in a teeny tiny house. Thumbelina? I don't, but she wasn't named. She was the teeny tiny woman. Again, it could be I'm so scarred. That's like all I remember about the thing. (laughs) Anyway, something happens in the course of this story where she takes something and she goes, it's probably like a who stole my golden arm kind Mm -hmm. of story where she's taken something she's not supposed to have. So there's the prohibition and Mm -hmm. she's gone back to her house. And then the story, the part that I remember is, Um, something coming into the house and then hearing the door creak and hearing the entry of the scary person who wants the thing back or entity that wants that valued thing back and then this is the best part and so I have to illustrate this okay so and for radio people I'm going to gesture Um, and so as as there's more and more and she's hiding in her bed and she's under the cover and who took my ring or a golden arm or whatever it was and then at the very end you go you did and I have just grabbed the people in the studio and so you break that fourth wall right and you come right through it and that just terrified me it is the teeny tiny oh get away get away (laughs) she found the cover it's exactly she's in her bed and she's so scared it's the teeny tiny woman and what I love about like so I think what resonates is the house is supposed to or is characterized especially in U.S. ghost stories which I've taught and um is and maybe elsewhere is that it's a safe space you have your bed you have your covers but don't look under that bed Mm -hmm. there might be a clown that's haunted right or Mm -hmm. don't don't look out your window that tree might have life or watch out at that door you know or who's in your attic so I I quite love that and that's what stuck with me Mm -hmm. it seems it seems like that to before you move on to yours it seems like the really slow build-up suspense is one of to get into why these stories are so scary yeah it seems that that really slow building suspense is what makes some is a general key in making a horror story so scary you don't need to have a lot of external stuff go on right you can just have that build up Mm -hmm. between small things yeah that's definitely I think it's also it's also important that for me the most compelling ghosts are the ones who really seem to be human in the sense that you know it's not a it's not a thing that goes boo it's somebody who has a history yes as a human being which is even scarier and that's very often there's there's something compelling that they have to say or that they have to do that isn't being addressed and we can sympathize with that you know so we, we we like these ghosts there's one that um, I've been reading about now that I find really compelling. This is this is a um, an urban legend that that has some roots in reality. Uh, the ghost is called the Bank Nun. So her her name is Miss Sarah Whitehead or the Bank Nun. So the story is this that 
Um, in, in 1811, and this part is true, um, there was a young man named Paul Whitehead who worked for the Bank of England, and he forged um, someone's signature on a check, and the penalty for forgery in, in that time was execution. So mm -hmm. he was caught and um, executed, and his family didn't tell his sister this had happened because, because um, they were so ashamed, and she went to the Bank of England looking for him, and she refused to believe them when they said that he didn't, he didn't work anymore there anymore, and um, he wasn't there, and when she eventually found out what happened, she was really angry, and she kept coming back to the bank and saying, you know, you have to help me, you ruined my family, and she would dress up in black, but with very bright red rouged lips, so they didn't have the stick part of the lipstick then, but they, oh, had, okay. they had the paint, and um, so her nickname became uh, the, the woman in black, or um, the bank nun, uh, or rouge et noir, so red and, um, red and black. There are a couple of different literary treatments of this theme um, in, in the 19th century, and a lot of them hinged on people being angry that there could be a death penalty mm. for financial crimes. Like, mm. why, you know, why, why is money more important than life? Right. And that's, that's the, the powerful thing that she has to say to people, and there's a ghost tour of London now in which one of the stops is at the Bank of, Lo of mm -hmm. England to pay reverence to her shade. Mm -hmm. can, can I use that to ask a question? Yeah. So have, you, have any of people around this microphone um, been on a ghost tour before? Yeah. Yeah, and, and if so, <laughs> where what where was it? If it's okay if I ask this, because this is yeah. this is places, this is stories of place. And what I have found is I'm actually kind of a cynic when it comes to actually believing the ghost stories. Like, oh, but I love the theater of mm -hmm. the performance of the teller, yes. and yeah. I love the way that they get into it. And I went on a ghost tour of Savannah, which seems mm -hmm. like a really good place to yeah. go on one. And it was myself and one of my um, high school friends, and this is when we were adults, and. It was just us on this tour, and we loved our tour guide so much that he's become like a lifelong Facebook friend. And he's like, he was in the Savannah School of like design and drama, and then he went on to New York, and we're big fans of his still because it was just that experience of the story being told yeah. and the delivery and the way. And oh, the, I didn't care about the photograph that was taken at the window so much as the way that his he was expressing it in the story. To go off of yours, mm -hmm. I so I went on a trip to Savannah with my mom. Mm -hmm. which is already, like, you feel like you're going back in time with the yes. moss everywhere. Yes, yes, The perfect place to go on a ghost tour. Yes. And my mom wanted to so bad, mm -hmm. and I ghost blocked her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel, still feel very bad about it. You didn't let her go? I wouldn't let her go <gasps> because it was just us. Is that ghosting? <laughs> I think it's ghosting, <laughs> ghost blocking, whatever you want to call it, because our family uh, has so many stories of being, and I've never been approached by a ghost, right. so I'm still like, mm -hmm. I'm not close-minded to the idea, mm -hmm. but do they exist? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But if they do... I don't think they exist. <laughs> I'm open, but I don't. Oh, I mm -hmm. totally think they exist. I don't think they exist. <laughs> I'm open yeah. to it just because okay. I I think one of the reasons I'm an English major is I literally grew up listening to my grandma's ghost stories oh, very all cool. the time. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. And That's like the, Toni Morrison. And, and yeah. when she's telling them, she has tears in her eyes, and she has goosebumps mm -hmm. on her arms, and I'm like, I know she's a good storyteller, but mm -hmm. she's not that good of a she, uh, she believes it. Right. So then mm. I believe it. Right. And she's very open to ghosts. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm, if I at least, if I close my mind to them and I'm not welcoming them, yes. then they won't come, come by me. That's I, right. I totally so. think that's real. I think that's real. <laughs> so I 
we're, we're like walking to a ghost tour. I'm like, I can do this. I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm brave. <laughs> and then we got there. I'm like, mm, I'm not brave anymore. I don't want to go through this jail. Really? I don't want to oh, welcome yeah. these ghosts into my life. Yep. Because I've grown up on like paranormal stories and yes. then my grandma. And it's always like, you invite them in and then they follow you home. <laughs> and right. So yeah. I'm still sad that I didn't get to go on a tour because now you're talking about it and you said you loved it. We also went on one in Door County. So this is still yeah. achievable. Oh, there's one year yeah. of Green Bay, right? Yeah, there's, a, there's a ghost yeah. tour with, led by a man in a top hat. Have you done it? I've, I've kind of followed it in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it, yeah. Okay. Haunting it. It. It's, it's, it sounds worth worth going on. Yeah. yeah. And my, my yeah. parents have stayed in haunted hotels in New Orleans. And oh, yeah. That's a good Talk story. about feeling like there was someone, like, sitting on their chest and stuff. And I'm like, I just don't think that's for me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. What, mm-hmm. I know one of you said you'd been on a ghost well, both tour. Of you, both yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So, been on ghost tours. I used to, anytime I would travel for a conference, I would make sure that I would do a ghost tour one of the nights, but um, as I got busier in graduate school, that was less possible because I was going to too many conferences, and just there, it, and then I started to make friends at conferences, and then that became the, the priority, but I have been on ghost tours in um, San Antonio, mm. in London, a couple of them, um, in Paris, in Hawaii was one of my favorites. Oh, that is so great. I know, I got to go to a conference in Hawaii. <laughs> That's the best part of that. Why, why am I in the field I'm right. in? <laughs> but, but the thing that I really love about them is the stories and mm-hmm. the storytelling, but also the way that that through telling these people can figure their history of yes. their space. Yes. Because I completely agree with everything you guys are saying about yeah. the connection to space yeah. and that a haunting is something that won't, won't remain dead, won't yeah. remain quiet, yeah. and it's, it's, mm. I think they're all, they all can be traced back to some injustice, yes. some violation yeah. that would ideally be neatly covered up right. by the society, community, whoever, family, yes. that it, that inflicted that on the, the people mm-hmm. who suffer from it, and yes. so by, by coming back, it's reopening a wound that w- is inconvenient to yes. the people yes. yeah. that it affects. Like it's would, a reminder of that injustice of exactly. that, that yeah. law. Mm-hmm. This is why the bank nun comes back to the bank, yeah, because right. she still doesn't have justice. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I've, I've been on a few ghost tours, but the one that one that I haven't been on, but I've just heard about, and it sounds really wonderful, um, it's, it's, there's a scholar, a digital humanities scholar named Caitlin Fisher in Canada, and she has done work with augmented reality. So if you Ooh. point your phone at a code and then you see something on the screen that's superimposed over a camera picture of oh, whatever you're looking at. So she designed an augmented reality kind of ghost tour of an underground railroad destination in Canada. So, you know, the, the underground railroad comes out in Canada. And that, that, is, that is where the people who escaped went to, so that their voices come out in, in this place mm-hmm. that had been one of, one of the destinations and can tell visitors um, stories of the new Canadians amazing. Who, who had come from America. Yeah. That's fantastic. I was just going to recommend two books yes. that have to do with ghosts that aren't scary. Mm-hmm. So just I'm going to throw them out there. Um, one is The Lovely Bones um, mm-hmm. by Alice Siebold. Oh, um, and so if we can link out or something when we yeah. do this podcast. And um, to me, that because I was thinking about endings. Mm-hmm. And that book is from the point of view of a m- murdered teenage girl who is a ghost for, I mean, it's not a spoiler alert. That happens on, like, page two. And then she, uh, it's a study of grief. And it's a study of the living who have to live with the 
the death and the ha- and are haunted by her. And then the other one is by a British writer. When you were speaking before, uh, I thinking of Ali Smith, and it's A L I S M I T H. And she does actually a few stories that have are novels that have ghosts in them. But one of my favorite ones is called How to Be Both. And this oh, was a book yeah. that was published two ways, has two different stories in it that link up. And one is the story of like a Renaissance. Or I might even be wrong about the era, but a very old Italian painter. Um, and uh, and his he's a ghost. And then a teenage girl in the present whose mom has just died. And they are completely self-contained, but they mix over. And one version of the book is published with the girl's story first and the ghost's oh. story second. And the one oh. I read had the ghost first and the girl's story second. It's really interesting. But they're both like delightful and, and, and interesting and intriguing, but they're not scary. So I, I do want to make a plug for ghost stories that are like interesting, mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily, that are also about what to be human and injustices and, and wounds and stuff too. I have a recommendation, but I'm trying to pull it up because okay. I can't remember what it's called. So do either okay. of you have Yeah, sure. So this is, this is only, well, this is not really a ghost story, but it's a horror story. Sure. So um, I, I want to plug uh, The String of Pearls or The Barber of Fleet Street okay. by... Um, um, James Malcolm Reimer and probably others, mm-hmm. um, because the uh, the the second longer edition of it, which has never been reprinted since 1851, is now being edited by a fairly large group of um, amazing student researchers and coders right here from at right at here at GB. <laughs> so um, if I can, should I just link out, give you the link for that, yeah. and then you'll okay. Um, yeah, so please please go online. Um, you can read it on your phone. It's designed so you can read it on your phone without getting a headache. Yes. Um, uh, please do read that. Thanks. Yes. Okay. Um, I think mine would probably be the one that I just mentioned. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. ending things, but there's one that I taught last semester in my Gothic lit class uh, that's American literature um, called The Quaker City, and everything about it is pretty terrifying, and there's suggestions mm-hmm. of all this supernatural stuff, but truly the, re- the perhaps the scariest thing is that it's all reality, that none of the supernatural stuff is actually going on, which is the mm-hmm. case for a lot of Gothic stuff. That, oh, terrifying. Yeah, that the, the scariest thing about it is that this is real people. When or, was it written? It was written in 1835. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Pretty yes. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And what was your pick, Jordan? Um, my pick is something, um, I, I have a book account where it recommends different books, and um, Every, every single month they have different books and one of them is always a thriller, which mm. I'm always drawn to. And um, the reason that I picked this book, which is called Behind Her Eyes. Oh, I like that one. It's because yeah. it was described as, I'm not gonna give my own description because this is the best one I've ever heard. Ever heard. Um, this novel isn't just a whodunit, this novel is a what the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> got done. Oh, wow. So I'm not going to give... That's say, a good one. Yeah. It is good. I'm not going to say much more on it other than there's just a lot of uh, really interesting like relationship dynamics between uh, a husband, a really young husband and wife couple, um, the kind of mistress in the situation, and if she is a mistress, and then the, the wife and the mistress start having a relationship and just mm. all of these different things, and you don't know, you can feel the tension building, and you don't mm. know what's going to happen. It's really, really good. Okay. So, I'm yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm excited for that. <laughs> that yeah. sounds exciting. It was described also as like a fever dream sort of a book, Ooh. and it's just, I don't know, the description got me, and it's definitely, it was a really good read, mm. so. Excellent. Yeah, but Wonderful. other than that, I think that's everything. We definitely talked for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I'm sure <laughs> thank we'll you. all be back soon. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. 
All right, so this is going to be our first student segment of the podcast. I am here with Emma. Do you want to introduce yourself really quick? Yeah. Hey, listeners. Um, I'm Emma, and I am a senior here at UW-Green Bay studying English creative writing. Perfect. And today we're going to go off what we talked about with the professors and talk about spooky ghost stories, horror stories. Um, It was really fun listening to all the professors and something that we talked about were uh, influential, I guess, ghost stories and horror stories that really influenced them and what they teach. So I was wondering if you had any ghost stories or spooky stories that particularly influenced you or any ones that you really like that stuck with you? Yeah, well, I was never a fan of horror. Like, I hated it (laughs) all my life, pretty much. But the past few years, I've been really getting into movies and stuff um, in that genre, and I really like them now. And so I've been just trying, I mean, I'm just starting out digging into them. So I guess the ones that really stuck with me are um, movies that are more psychological and kind of center around people, like not supernatural stuff. So there's like a killer or... Stuff like that where it's like kind of more centered on real life or things that could happen. And like one movie I watched was called You're Next. And it's basically um, like people staying in a cabin and there's some people on the outside trying to kill them. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay, so that's really interesting that you say that because it just reminded me we we are both in a novel writing class with our um, professor Meacham here. And... The novel that she's writing is kind of the same thing. It's not the same thing, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to give like a super oh, quick <laughs> synopsis? Because it yeah. kind of sounds like your novel is based off of those psychological thrillers. Yeah, definitely. I love like a mystery thriller kind of um, like genre in stories and movies. And mine's kind of, my novel is centered around um, college campus. And there are some crazy things happening. Um some murders taking place and they're kind of figuring out who's responsible and it could be people involved on campus and it's sort of just kind of a cluster of craziness but yeah yeah that's awesome I I love the psychological thrillers too I think I'm always I used to always be more afraid of the paranormal movies yeah me too (laughs) it's like something that you can't see exactly and you can't really fight out against and I really like paranormal movies but I also love the psychological thrillers like I liked Saw for probably the first three movies (laughs) until it started to get a little bad and I really like the ones that you have to actually try to figure out while you're watching it exactly instead of just being like it's a ghost yeah I know I usually like I'm like terrified of like the ghosts and stuff because yeah it's just stuff you can't explain and it's just so creepy but yeah when it's all psychological you just really think about it and you're like yeah. oh my god this could happen or like you know you Definitely. try to figure it out. I know you have a scary I do. story so do you want to tell that yeah I can yeah this is a little it's just I very know, it exciting just, it was exciting it was kind of weird looking back on it but <laughs> um there's this hotel in Michigan in the UP and we were there for a family reunion because we have family up there so we're all there together and there's this hotel that's, like, notorious for um, being haunted, and there's, like, rumors that, like, Al Capone used it because yes. there was tunnels in the basement. I love those. And my great-grandma claims that she dated him, but <laughs> that's Doesn't a side everyone's yeah. great-grandma <laughs> claim that she dated Al Capone? Exactly. But um, <laughs> one of my family members was staying there, so we got access to go in. So we're like, okay, why not? Let's explore. So... The lady that was working there was, like, a younger girl, so she obviously didn't care. She's like, oh, just go around, do whatever you want. So, like, okay. And so we were exploring around, and it's, like, everything just seems, like, 
like frozen in history. I don't know. We walked into this ballroom and there's like a broken chandelier on the ground and it just like nothing changed. That's so strange. It was to just me so that weird. They just leave that there. They just don't. Yeah, they just don't use the ballroom anymore. I guess it's just like all just frozen in time. And so it's kind of creepy to like look around. And I just had this sense that like something was watching us the whole time. You know, you get that feeling. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> someone's watching me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I obviously, I felt like that the whole time and, um, cause it's like super old and whatnot, but, um, we were in there exploring and my aunt was watching, she was just like standing out to the bathroom cause we were all like went in there and, um, she saw like a person like out of her peripheral vision, you know, you can see people and she like yeah. thought it was my uncle and she was just going to be like, Oh, like, we're just going to go over here. Like, wait. And so she saw like this actual figure and then she turned around and there was no one there. <laughs> So (laughs) she's like, and my uncle was, my uncle was like, then my uncle walked from the other side, like other direction. Like he wasn't even over there right after she saw the figure. That's so cool. My uncle just like showed up and she's like, oh my gosh, I thought you were right there. Um, and so we were just continuing to explore. We didn't go in the basement. My uncle did where the tunnels were Mm because I was too scared, (laughs) but he said it was really creepy and it just felt kind of like we were in the shining, the movie, because it was like this... I don't know, like, the way the kitchen, this, like, old kitchen was set up just reminded me of the kitchen at the hotel or resort or whatever it is in The Shining. And it just, like, that feeling, it just felt very... What if it was the same place? Maybe (laughs) Maybe they filmed there. Maybe they filmed there. Someone look it up. Yeah, but yeah. (laughs) It just felt very, I don't know, eerie and... Yeah. um, But the real interesting part is when we left, so we all explored and it was all good. Like, my uncle tried to scare us at one point, but it didn't work. (laughs) Well, kind of, but... Come on, uncle. Get yeah. with it. Get with it. He, like, tried to pretend that he was, like, a ghost, and it just... Yeah. It was scary at first, but then we are just, like, really, okay. Um, we left, and after we left, it was, like, minutes, maybe, I don't know, like, ten minutes after we left, um, there was, like, this weird thing that happened with, like, the, this water, like, falling through the ceiling or something. It, like, what? went through. It, like, went through the ceiling and, like, crashed onto the front desk and just, like, ruined everything. Like, right after you left? Right after we left. <gasps> Because, like, the girl the girl that was working, she was, like, upstairs doing something. And then my other uncle, who was staying there, he, like, told us the next day. Because, like, obviously he walked in there and then, like, saw everything, like, yeah. ruined. And, like, the girl, like, they all, like, told him about it. And it's, like, really creepy. Like, I don't know what yeah. caused it. Maybe but someone this, was taking it back Yeah, maybe long. someone was really taking it long. <laughs> but it just, like, but yeah. Even the hallways of the hotel were just like the shining too all those scenes in the hallways in that movie just like i want to know if it's filmed there now right it just reminded me i'm like oh my god i'm in this movie right now okay now i have to look it up um yes yeah i absolutely love that i love telling ghost stories it's one of my favorite things ever and um yeah i just like talking about those scary things it is and we are talking about i think a little bit with the professors how it's definitely the suspense of everything exactly we put ourselves into those situations and we watch those scary movies because we want to be scared and it's just weird like you like i've never had that feeling before where it just you have that you know when you're like scared or when you feel something you know you have that feeling inside of you and that's exactly what it was okay so quick uh, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> a little side note: uh, It was not filmed there. It was filmed in England, so a so definitely bit farther not. away. But maybe, maybe it was based off of it. Who yeah. knows? This hotel—it's <laughs> called the Luddington Hotel. Ooh, okay, so go check out the Luddington. Yes. Go try not to get water dropped on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be aware of the ballroom. Yeah, and the creepy figures. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, I don't have. I don't have any scary stories that happened to me because I 
am so closed off to ghosts that I'm like, <laughs> don't come near me. I don't want to see you. I don't want to believe you, whatever. So I I just, you know, block them away. Yes. Or they're not real. They're just not real. <laughs> I'll be Kelsey for a second. They're just not real. <laughs> um, but I do have a spooky kind of story from my school. Ooh. We actually did get a chance to go literally do a ghost tour of our school. We did a ghost <sighs> investigation. Uh, it was really awesome. One of our teachers, um, my senior year of high school, brought a group of us to the school at like three in the morning. Of course, we all had approval from my parents. <laughs> I was like, did you just like show up? No, like, hey, let's do no, this. No, everything was very official. We had <laughs> approval and everything, but we got to show up at three in the morning to our school and go do a ghost investigation. So we got to go with like EVP recorders and fancy. I know this it's different things. Awesome. It was it was amazing. Um, and we split up, which is, of course, the best of thing course. to do That's when you're doing you know, a ghost investigation. Logical. Mm-hmm. And um, we hardly got anything anywhere else. Um, the only thing we got on a recording was in a very old room, but we think it might have been a train really far away because that's kind of what it sounded like. But when we got um, into the theater, the, the auditorium, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people ended there at the ended up there at the same time just because everyone wanted to be there because that's where all of the magic happens and a ton of people got the same noise all in their recorder. Someone had and we all listened to this after the fact, um, but when we were listening to things, um, someone had a little girl on their recorder, uh, kind of like crying in the distance saying "mommy." And no uh. one, yeah, no one was in there at that time. There was like, and we all heard it. It was like this little girl screaming, mommy. And which, who knows what that is? Why are yeah. you in our school? Yeah, why are you just like <laughs> three in the morning just alone? Yeah. Um, there was a really huge kind of crashing noise that everyone, um, three separate people. So three separate groups were in the auditorium when it happened. It was up in the catwalk, so no one could have caused it other than like falling out of yeah, the catwalk. Yeah, falling, <laughs> falling to the death. Everyone, all, uh, three separate groups got the same big crashing noise all at the same time. And then if you go all the way up into the catwalks, there was a doll hanging from the rafters like with its head no, off. It was no. horrible. That's straight out of like. Yeah, and then we all went and ate at Denny's afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yes, comfort food. Yeah. So, you know, did anything really happen? Maybe not, but it was definitely uh, a highlight of senior well, year. Well, that's creepy that they all got the same. The fact that they got the same thing. Yeah, it was really that's... creepy. It it's pretty inter- it's like interesting how we we like kind of want to see these things, but we don't want to see these. Things oh, definitely. I am definitely one of those people that it's like I'm like act scared, but really I'm just yeah. like <laughs> holding like the paper in front of my face and then just slowly. Exactly. Like I want, I get intrigued by being scared and like mm-hmm. things like supernatural. It's for definitely sure. the suspense of it. It is totally the suspense. Like, I want that I feeling it. of my heart beating really fast, but I don't want anything. I, like, I don't. Happen I don't want it, but I want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's such a struggle. And I, I probably wouldn't have gone ghost hunting if I actually thought anything was gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> Because I talked about earlier when I was with the professors, I actually ghost blocked my mom. That's what I'm going to call it. I ghost blocked my mom when we were in Savannah because she wanted to go on a ghost tour of a really old jail. And we were going to go there. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to support my mom and I'm going to go because she really wants to. And that's what she likes to do. Um, And we got there and the guy was talking about. Uh, he was talking about how the last time they went, someone got, like, pushed, 
and it was amazing because it was a ghost or whatever oh and the whole time we were like signing up for this tour and I'm like mom we can't do this <laughs> like I don't want to get killed tonight I don't want someone following me home I just can't you just uh, well that's when they get physical like that like pushing people well, I'm like no. and of course like who knows what would have happened if we actually win yeah but when there's a real threat of something happening <laughs> you're following me home I want nothing to do with it exactly I went on a ghost tour in Door County oh, a few fun. years ago Where? Uh, it was up in, I think it was Fish Creek, Creek, Creek. I don't know how to say it. Creek, Creek. Yet again, Fish Door Creek. County comes in again for Wisconsin yes. tonight. Uh, Fish Creek, and then, I don't know, it was like somewhere around those areas. Okay. But um, there was just one house we went to. It was pretty, you know, like, they tried to make it scary, but it was kind of like, okay, it wasn't that bad. But there was sure. just one house where, like, we actually got out and go, got went into. God, I can't talk. <laughs> we got out and went into, and this girl that was working there, I don't know how she does it. She just sits in there all night because there's, like, different tours that come through right. and I'm like how do you do this she like is like yeah I just hear noises all the time I'm like what why <laughs> she's all casual so we went in there and we took uh, it was like we were there when it was still light out um because at the end of the tour we ended in this really cool cemetery mm-hmm. um at night and that was really cool but we were at the house when it was light so we took pictures there's this like mirror that you can take pictures in because like some people like get like images oh, in the cool. mirror and my i really wish i still had this picture but my sister has it she took a picture of us my sister and i and you can literally in between us if you zoom in you can see it looks like a face <gasps> no Lit- legit i'm <gasps> not even kidding like i was the person's like what and then i looked at it you just oh i really gosh. wish i had it that's terrifying it was so scary yes. other than that i think we're going to wrap up so thank you so much for listening to this very first podcast we're very excited about it do you want to say anything yeah i had a lot of fun recording this and i'm excited for future podcasts definitely and we'd like to announce probably right now that um emma is actually probably going to be coming onto the podcast as our co-host yay so So you'll you'll be be hearing a lot of me yes you'll be hearing a lot more of emma and of me uh thank you so much for listening bye bye